Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Today, we're talking to my very good friend, Tyson James Lee, about how exercise changes your brain and leads to better mental health. We're going to have a lot of tips and tricks on how much exercise to do, how often, and talk about a lot of the latest research and biohacking in regards to helping your brain and your mood with exercise. So I'm really, I'm super, super happy. I just moved to Huntington Beach. I moved uh, five minutes from the beach and I have a pool in my backyard. Nice. And I'm, yes, I'm so happy. And my daughter Winter is super happy too about the pool. And I just did this big move from Los Angeles. It's just kind of crowded and like toxic there are a lot of lot of smog and a lot of cars and things there so I decided to make a move to Huntington Beach to a big leap about an hour from Los Angeles and I couldn't be happier there's just a beautiful breeze and just just I'm getting a nice tan as you can see and I've just been really enjoying the beach life since I moved here about a week nice. ago yeah I'm moving in and getting all my stuff moved in so this is my first podcast I've done in my new house and so I'm really excited about that that's awesome Yes. And so lots of really exciting things on the horizon. Um, you know, like I said before, I launched my Myers Detox supplement line. You can check that out at mitochondriadetox.com. It's a, a really simple three-step system to help to detox your mitochondria and improve your energy levels, improve your fatigue, and all the domino effect improvements that that has on your health and your life. Uh, I know the, I've worked with thousands of clients. The number one complaint everyone has is fatigue, or even if you have energy or feel pretty good, everyone wants more energy. So you have to address the mitochondria, address your body at the cellular level to improve energy levels. And there's so many different metals that interfere in energy production in the body. And so that's why I developed the mitochondria detox to help to, uh, to you know, chelate and grab onto these metals that cause fatigue and then bind them and take them out of the body. So check that out at mitochondriadetox.com. And so today we have Tyson James Lee on the show. Uh, he went from being homeless to being one of the higher paid online health coaches in the world. And his first year of business, he did 240K all throughout or all through organic Facebook videos without investing a dime into marketing. His company, TyFit, is built on providing the real truth about nutrition and fitness. That's why I like him coming on the show. I don't really have a lot of guests talking about fitness, um, but I have to have Tyson on several times because I like his take on fitness. I love his energy and how he works with clients to help them meet their goals, their health goals and fitness goals, and weight loss goals also. Tyson's goal is to impact and change the obesity epidemic. Due to his passion for others, he's taken his own life's knowledge online and hopes to educate and heal people around the world. Tyson is well known for his anti-aging workout programs and is constantly referred to as the action boss as he re reminds us to take a stand and be all about that action boss. <laughs> so Tyson, welcome to the show. Hey, Wendy. Third time's a charm. That's yeah. uh, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, well, let's tell the listeners if they aren't familiar with you already. So, how you became interested in fitness, and you know, tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I had some early, uh, um, some troubles in my early twenties, like a lot of us, you know, trying to find our own way in life. And um, fitness was really, and the gym was something I, I found that really helped stabilize my life. And I was able to take a lot of the tools that I found, um, 
you know, that I learned and created for myself in the gym as far as discipline and hard work and, you know, setting aside things, um, you know, for, for the greater purpose of the greater good. And in this case, the body and the health and, um, you know, and then I kind of didn't have any other area of my life kind of together and I was ready to take this knowledge. And, you know, I took $600 in a backpack from Washington state, um, to Southern California to build, um, my, my life. Um, and you know, it, it, you know, it turned out pretty well. And um, since I've been on a bunch of different journeys and, you know, well, the same journey with a bunch of different chapters in it. And, you know, um, I, when I started, you know, it was really, really important for me to help people, you know, improve their health and, and you know, get better. And after, since then, since our first podcast, I've helped over 300 people. Um, you know, achieve their health goals, which has been amazing. It's, it, I can't believe that by this at this point. Um, but I've, in turn, learning and working with all those people, I've learned so much more about what people go through and the real challenges that people are faced with on a daily basis. Um, and I can relate to them so much more um, from a mental health perspective um, than actually, you know, physical health. Like I was very small. So what led me into fitness sites was tiny. My freshman year of high school, I was 4'11", 82 pounds. There was no girl in my high school that was um, smaller than me. I was the smallest person in my high school, and I was really popular, and everyone was like, little brother, little brother. And, of course, I hated it, right, because I wanted to date the girls, not be referred to them as their little brother. <laughs> um, so then, you know, I went and I packed on some muscle, and now I got the muscle. And, um, you know, all of those friends that were athletes are now – gas station clerk somewhere. So, Hey, it worked out. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I got into fitness, build a muscle. Um, but you know, really, really got into fitness for me was because of the mental health issues. And I really struggled early in my early twenties. Um, going here, I've struggled with depression, struggled with, um, anxiety, ADD and ADHD. If you can probably tell on this podcast, you'll be able to pick up a little bit of that. Um, but I struggled with that. And it was when I found exercise that I found some normalcy to life and some normalcy in my head. And I started to feel better about myself and I stopped being so worried and stressed out and I was focused and I could sit down and accomplish something without getting up six times. And it really is what changed my life. Exercise changed my life. So I brought it. I wanted to bring it to the rest of the world with my point of view and my take. Yes, yes. So you you have a, a great program um, that I've done before. I've gone through the program myself. It's a fantastic program to help people meet their fitness goals and lose some weight. And I had very, very good results with it. Um, so talk to us a little bit. You have like a, a little bit of a new take on like how you work with clients. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so it's not even really, it's not even a new take. It's just as you, as you, as you continue down your career and continue down your path, you learn more. And you, and you find different methods and you expand on who you were before and you're better able to help people. And I really have since dug deep into the psychology and what people deal with and, you know, different, um, basically through neuroscience. So we, I think it was about 15 years ago, we first came out with fMRI technology and it basically allowed us to take an in-depth look into the brain and you could, I mean, they've got tests where they tell somebody to think of a hammer and they can actually see that they're thinking of that exact object in the brain. We can pinpoint it like this. Since that has come, we've learned so much more. And now that I have learned this, I have basically come to a mental health approach with a lot of clients in, in a productivity approach and really trying to balance brain chemistry. And with that, we have learned 
that specific types of exercise create what is called BDNF, which is called brain-derived neurotrophic factors. But it's miracle growth for the brain. All your audience needs to know is it's miracle growth for the brain. The more of this we have present, the, the better our brain grows, functions, and, and we'll carry out new things. But what happens with repetition and behavior, say a diet, right? After you continue to do well on a diet for a week or two weeks, and you have this pattern where you fall off, or maybe it's it late at night where you have this desire, this uncontrolled desire to snack, and it's late night snacks. The more that you do this, the thicker that what is called myofibrillin, um, I'm probably butchering that name, but basically it's a circuitry and it gets thicker and thicker. The more that we do a certain pattern or, or behavior, the easier it gets, the faster that connective tissue goes to the brain, so the easier that this becomes. So before you know it, you're going to the cupboard and you're grabbing the cookie without even knowing it. It's and just the salt like, and vinegar potatoes. Yes, yeah. It, and so, <laughs> so what, what I've learned is that through specific types of exercise, we can actually release BDNF. Um, the, our, you know, this brain-derived neurotrophic factor, this miracle growth of the brain. And we can actually effectively create habits faster. So they say it takes 21 days to create a habit. Well, I believe it only takes seven because with BDNF present in the brain, we can actually embed these channels in the brain three times deeper than normal. And so effectively, we can speed the process up of creating new habits using exercise um, and different supplements like ashwagandha um, to release brain-derived neurotrophic factors. And we'll get into it later in the podcast. But basically, exercise releases this BDNF, and people think, oh, the endorphins are what makes us feel good. We don't actually have any proof of that. It's norepinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin in concoction with the BDNF that basically balances all brain chemistry and gives us the perfect concoction for us to create new neural pathways of behavior and decision. So behavior change with exercise is very important. When you bring the two of them together, you can create real change. Dilution? Yeah, no, not at all. So what inspired you to, to start helping others to overcome you know, their depression and anxiety uh, at TIFIT? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So when I was younger, like I said, I, I went, you know, I went a different, different direction than up in my early 20s, and I made a lot of poor decisions. And I really, really struggled um, with ADD, anxiety, and depression. Um, depression so bad, I would just, you know, not want to get out of bed. Um, and I started to get my life back on track and that, that went away and I beat depression for three years. And I was like, this is, you know, I, I literally did not have a trace of it in my life. And then about a year ago, my mother got sick, um, with, um, blood cancer. Um, she's a multiple myeloma. Um, and it was a really, really quick, um, very short battle with cancer that she had and she lost that. Um, when that happened, um, I basically set aside business and went and you know, did the right thing and was going and flew back to Washington, was going to be with my mother. She wasn't really receptive to, she wasn't fighting the battle herself. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it. Basically, I fell back into a deep depression. Okay. Then she passes. And I have been fighting this depression for the first time in three years. I don't want to get out of bed again. Like, and I'm like, what, what, what the hell is going on? And no matter what, I would tell myself tomorrow morning, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this stuff accomplished. And then I would wake up and I would just stare at the wall. And it had, I had been so far removed from depression and kind of gotten in this place where it wasn't even prevalent in my life anymore that it really took me a while to figure out I'm depressed. Like I didn't realize that I was depressed. And so when I realized, you know, I basically 
started going through all of my old journals and notebooks and I couldn't figure out why my brain wasn't functioning and I had stopped exercising the way that I was exercising when I made my move and I built my business and I'd become so productive and I had removed this, I hadn't even realized because I was still going into the gym and lifting weights and we'll get into the specific types of exercise, but I wasn't training hard. I wasn't doing CrossFit type workouts. I wasn't exercising the most important muscle, which is the heart, which is ultimately how we, we exercise the brain and get that balance that we want. And I came across a bunch of research that showed exercise and all the latest research on the brain. I started to dig through this research and I actually saw that we had research that basically showed that exercise, a 30 minute bout of exercise would improve symptoms of depression. And I'm sitting here like, this is ridiculous. I'm an exercise professional. Have I really had the answer the whole time? You know, it's like self-diagnosis. It's so difficult. So then I put it to the test and I started to vigorously exercise. I started to wake up and sprint again. I started to get up and run again until I couldn't run anymore. And what happened is I started to become more optimistic and I started to get my energy back and my situation around me hadn't improved and my mother wasn't getting any better, but here I was feeling better about life. And I was like, holy, holy crap. Like I was like, it, this really legitimately works. And so then I started to exercise harder and harder and I felt better and better. And then my productivity came back and my focus came back and I was producing in business again. And it was just two short weeks after I had figured this out. And so I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, I like, we all know that exercise makes us feel better, but people actually literally know that it, that it cures or you got to be careful with the word cure that it, that it helps with depression. Yes. And so then I started to reach out. It, so I was almost blessed. One of my good friends I hadn't paid rent in a week and he had lost his job. And I didn't even know this. I hadn't spoken to him in a month and he reached out to me for help. Cause dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got three kids. The bills aren't getting paid. Like, and he's like, and the, the, here's the crazy thing. The walls are falling apart. And I'm not doing anything about it. And I had reflected to three months prior. I was in the same situation. Like Wendy, when my mother got sick, I almost let everything fall down crashed to the ground like I almost like ever I stopped working for about six months I ran out of money like you know like what most people would do if they stopped working right in their early 30s I stopped working I ran out of money but I wasn't doing anything about it because I was so depressed and every time I had gotten up against that wall before I had produced at a very high level and so that scared me because I was almost just like well you know I don't even care he was in that same position. So I said, dude, I really think I can help you. You have to listen to exactly everything that I say. And now I'm super excited because me being the coach that I am, like now I get to try this stuff on somebody else, right? And so I got up every morning. I met him at the gym. And sure enough, within a week, he was like, bro, he's like, I'm feeling so much better. And like rent still hadn't been paid. It's two weeks late now. But he was happy. And he was smiling and it was remarkable because it was like none of his situation had actually changed. And I get that a lot of these situations will, will further, you know, you know, pursue to, or, you know, it can make depression worse. Right. And obviously if, if you have no money to pay the bills, it's not going to be that great of a situation. It will further your depression. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you do the right types of exercise, you balance out the brain chemistry, no matter what is happening around you in your world, you're not depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've suffered from depression. Yeah, I've, I've suffered from depression for, you know, quite some time uh, in my 20s for, for various reasons. And, you know, uh, it's like I think my father and his mother both have a propensity for depression as well. And, and, it, and I, 
I figured out at some point that exercise helps you to feel better, but it can be hard when you're stuck in this kind of inertia where you're depressed, you're in bed. You Sometimes it can be hard to even get up to make yourself food. Like yeah, because there's physical signs of depression. And one of those is chronic, like you help people with chronic fatigue and people that are depressed are chronically fatigued. Yes. And, uh -huh. I mean, it, you know, it's true. And, it, and that's one of the symptoms of depression. And we'll get into that in a little bit about the difference between exercise versus antidepressants and how they come from two different sides of the brain. Um, but yeah, I know it's, it's, it's phenomenal. That is absolutely one of them. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for me, exercise was so key in relieving my depression and like, you know, anytime I felt kind of anxious or a little bit depressed, I knew I need to exercise. That's what I need to do right now. And eventually I just made it uh, a major habit. But every time in my life when I stopped exercising on a regular basis, because, uh, you know, I'm having to work too much with my business or whatever I'm doing, yeah. I definitely feel the effects. I had that in like yeah. December last December in 2017, I wasn't really exercising very much. I was real busy and stressed and just trying to take care of all this stuff. And, uh, and I definitely suffered from a little bit of depression. But as soon as I started exercising again and getting back to my usual routine, mm -hmm. which involves exercise and a healthy diet, then I just started feeling better and more hopeful and more just more positive. But it can sneak up on you getting in that rut where yeah. again, and depression begets more depression. Like people start getting depressed about being depressed. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it's like, it's a cycle. And when you get depressed, it's hard to do anything about it because of the symptoms. I mean, they're, they want to keep you in bed. But I think it's important too, is we've had a very big misconception in the fitness industry is people like, yeah, exercise makes you feel better because endorphins, it, this is not. So when you take antidepressants, it will focus on, let's say, you know, the uh, metabolism, Basically, it will help you metabolize serotonin or dopamine, one specific chemical, right? Or one specific, you know, neurotransmitter in the brain. Exercise, it isn't the endorphins. And this is what's so important for people to understand is exercise can be used for any mental illness, any kind of dysfunction in the brain, because what exercise does is it brings everything to balance. It's not the endorphins. It balances your hormone profile and it balances, um, you know, your brain chemistry, your chemical profile, your brain and anxiety and depression from a, you know, from a chemical, it's just a chemical imbalance in the brain. Your body's having trouble metabolizing, like, like I said, dopamine, maybe serotonin. And so an antidepressant like Wellbutrin. Now, if you are severely depressed, use whatever method you can use to get undepressed. Um, I am not a fan of medication long-term, but if you are severely depressed and you are struggling to get out of bed, get on an antidepressant until you have enough energy to exercise and get your life back and then get off. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh doctor, um, uh, there's one doctor has an amazing book called a mind of your own and her mind's like slipping my, my mind. Hmm. But there's, it's called a mind of your own. It's a brilliant book about antidepressants and depression. She's a psychiatrist and, uh, it's fantastic. So anyways, um, and so if you're on antidepressants, that's a good book to read as well. And I've definitely taken antidepressants. I took them for about a year and a half and didn't really notice that much of improvement, maybe like a marginal increase and was, and then ended up getting off of them, had a horrible withdrawal reaction. It took like three weeks to get off them. I was anxious the whole time. Really very, very unpleasant experience. So I don't advise starting that unless you're ready to deal with these withdrawal symptoms, but for sure. 
there's yeah. some people it's absolutely medication is life saving for them. Yeah. Um, so I because ultimately like if you're depressed and you're not doing anything about it and you're not going to do about it. And like one of the other messages really quick is a lot of us get in this position when we're depressed and I, I'm speaking to your audience right now. If you are depressed, I want you to understand something. You are not going to wake up tomorrow and feel better until you do something about it. And we get in this space that we want to say, well, tomorrow will be a little bit better. Like I'll eventually start feeling better. But the truth is, is that depression is real. Like it's clinical. Like you, you can have clinical depression. And if you do, nothing is going to change until you get up and move. And so I'm looking, you know, like do whatever you can to get yourself out of bed and start to move. And you will start to feel better within two to three days. One 30 minute bout of exercise has shown to improve the symptoms of depression. One 30 minute bout and it improves the longer that you do it. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. The book is by Dr. Kelly Brogan. That's the book. Kelly Brogan. Another really, really good one is Spark. And man, I can't think of the, the guy who wrote that, but the book is called Spark and it's about all the latest research on exercise and brain and, and oh, yes. depression and ADHD. Yeah, so let's talk about the difference between using antidepressants uh, or any other kind of medication versus exercise. So, and can they be used together? They can. Well, one is one is a long-term lifestyle solution, and one is an aid to get you there. But like I said, they focus on different things. So, where exercise focuses, so here's the difference between like you know you know about holistic and Western medicine. It's almost polypharmacy. Polypharmacy treats, what is it? The symptom, right? And so, the, you know, it basically, well, that, that actually is not a good thing. Basically, are not a good example. Exercise balances the brain chemistry. Antidepressants focus on one neurotransmitter that you may have a deficiency in. So let's say that you have a deficiency in serotonin. So you have a naturally deficiency in the happy hormone or the happy, you know, the happy chemical in the brain an antidepressant would basically give you the ability to metabolize that better. Okay. And the, the, also the two different things is basically with exercise, you start your, you, the symptoms start to go away before you start to feel better in your head. Okay. What I mean is the exercise will give you more energy right away. Um, the energy or the exercise will start to improve the physical symptoms. The antidepressants will actually start to improve the mental system the mental first and you'll start to feel less depressed and then after a few weeks you'll get your energy back and then you'll you know you'll start to get some of your positivity back and you know some of your optimism for life and so they work in two different ways um if you're severely depressed go talk to your doctor and see if it is the right thing for you to do but what i would never recommend is just antidepressants because you know those will take in long term will create damage are different they all have different side effects long term but if, if, if you are somebody that deals with depression, exercise is going to be something that you want to take a look at incorporating in your life. And we will get into the different types of exercise and how people can do this that are short on time and things like this. But really the difference is one is, in my opinion, one is sustainable and one isn't. Um, one is going to actually, now here's the good thing. So with exercise and medication, the longer that you've been removed from depression, the longer it takes for it to creep back in and the, 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 the less removed from it, the easier it will come back in. All right. So take my own story, for instance. Um, 
if you have recently been battling with depression, you are going to have to work more to keep yourself removed from it. If you have not been depressed, if let's say if depression was something you dealt with 10 years ago and life has been good, right? But then all of a sudden you go through a divorce or you go through a death in the family. And after a couple months of dealing with that, depression starts to creep in, you start to sleep in, you don't want to get up. You're going to have to realize that you're in a battle. Okay, and you're going to have to approach it as such. And you're going to have to know that exercise is going to help you. But what I mean is that the longer that you exercise, the further it will remove you. So if you can get in and exercise five, six days a week, and you can do that for a month or two months, you're going to balance your brain chemistry to such a level to where you can take a break. You can take a week off, and you're not going to instantly be back depressed. But if you're depressed right now, and you go exercise for three days, and then you start to feel better, and you don't exercise for the next three days, you're going to go right back to where you were at. And so... I'm just encouraging the people that are currently dealing with depression is that it is going to be a battle. It is going to be a fight. I want you to know that it is not going to be easy. You're going to have to get up. But the second time is going to be easier than the first. And the third time is going to be. And after you can get a consistent exercise regimen, you clean up your diet, and you remove yourself three, four, five, six months away from depression. You, you, it's been six months since you've been depressed. Sure, you can take a little bit off, but it's important to understand that if you do not keep exercise as part of your lifestyle on a consistent basis, that you you have your old life to go back and look forward to. Look at some of these problems are genetic. Some of them are inherited from our parents. Some of them are inherited from some of the decisions and the diet that we've had and, and, you know, and the choices that we've made throughout our lives. But if depression is something that you deal with, I cannot recommend that you get off your butt and you move as much as possible, as often as possible. Yeah, and so let's talk about Have you ever met their... an unhappy runner. Have you ever met a depressed yeah. runner? Yeah, exactly. No, think about it. Yeah, so let's talk about you know some of your tips, like how often and how much does one need to exercise to ward off depression and have you know really good mental health benefits. Okay, so the type of exercise. Um, so it's so funny because even Wendy knows this. I've never really been a fan of cardio. Well. It turns out that so it's it's the runner's high that we talk about. You don't necessarily get that from lifting weights. Now, if you're lifting weights in a CrossFit style manner, um, then it will. But what we're talking about for depression and, and balancing the brain is more about how you work the heart muscle. And so that is the muscle that we want to focus on working on, um, and then that will help the brain. And so for Minor depression, I, I mean, there's severe depression and then mild depression. If you suffer from mild depression, if you get depressed once in a while, if things don't pan out your way in your life, if you want to sleep in and just kind of shut the world out, but then you get back on your thing, mild depression, right? You're by no means trapped inside your house, laying in bed every day, but you still don't feel great about the world around you. 560 calories need to be burnt with your heart rate at about seven or 65 to 70% of your VO2 max, right? And so basically for, for most people, if you get your heart rate over above 145 or 150 and you keep it there for 25 to 30 minutes and do that five days a week, that would be enough. So in an hour um, of basically, you know, steady state cardio, I burn about 400 to 500 or 400 to 500 calories in an hour. And so for severe depression, it's a little over a thousand calories. So for severe depression, it's about two and a half hours of exercise per week, which is about 30 minutes, five days a week. It's not too much. And it's about half that um, if you're, um, if you have minor depression. Okay. Okay, and great. so that being said, high intensity 
Now, this is based off my own experience, not the research. What I just stated to you is based off the research. Based off my own experience, I have found in my own personal life that I can get a better effect for my brain chemistry and I can feel better and get more of that endorphin feeling, more of that feel-good feeling from the more intense that I go. And so what I do, especially when I'm short on time, is I just up the intensity. And so if you up the intensity, you can shorten the time. You can definitely do sprint intervals. You can do high-intensity intervals. These will deliver some of the same effects. Um, and it's still going to be pretty similar to the calorie ratio, but it, you know, basically the research states on that. I am a very big fan, okay, and this is what I am teaching to my clients, is you get in and you do your cardio session. And for the very last three or four minutes, you up the intensity and you start really hitting the pace and you get to where you're almost out of breath. And in the last 30 seconds, you do a full out sprint. And when you are done, the goal is to be gasping for air, right? Not the whole time, but finish it like that. And you do that for 20 minutes a day. So it's a 15 minutes of exercise, three or four minutes of getting, getting up there and then finish it with one full sprint, do a quick cool down. You won't be depressed. I don't care what your life looks like, what you're going through, how many how many close relatives that you've had. That you know what what trials or tribulations in life, it, your brain counts, your brain chemistry will be balanced. And guess what? When your brain chemistry is balanced, it's damn near impossible to be depressed. And that's the truth. Depression is a chemical imbalance. We have proven this over and over again. So all we have to do is balance your brain chemistry. The exercise that I'm talking about will balance that brain. Fantastic. So do you have any other recommendations for, for how the listeners can start to, you know, really break free from anxiety, depression, and ADHD if they suffer from that? Yeah, absolutely. Meditation. Uh, meditation also leads BDNF. Um, I'm not affiliated with this company, but I probably should be. Headspace is amazing. Have you tried Headspace, Wendy? You know, I haven't. It's I awesome. Haven't. <laughs> yeah. And like, and it's like, you know, no homo, but there's like a really sexy Irish voice or like Australian voice on the other end. And it's just very soothing and like, yeah, it's great. Headspace is a great way. If you guys don't meditate, um, all you have to do is download the app Headspace and follow, go through it and it'll teach you how to meditate. It's great. Nice, nice. I'll just, I'll download that right now. Yeah. Uh, Meditation, (laughs) uh, mindfulness, anything, breathing exercises. You guys, Wim Hof is amazing. Breathing exercises. Um, stuff to suppress and you know the sympathetic and the central nervous system um, things that will definitely help stress on the body that will breathing exercises or surrounding yourself with people look my buddy in my my story for instance my buddy was like dude look I don't know what's wrong with me I'm not doing anything to improve my life and like I've got kids I've got to do something he reached out to somebody that he knew would take the time to get his ass in the gym and I did I mean, sure that he was there every single day. If you're dealing with something, reach out to a friend. Say, I heard a podcast. I really think this could help me. I really think I know that how I can improve my life situation. Reach out to somebody. Ask for accountability. Reach out to somebody who's already going in the gym. People give a shit. Reach out to me. Add me on Facebook, Tyson James Lee. If it's that bad, I'll give, I'll give you 15 minutes of my time. Yeah, because that's a, a big feature of depression. People feel ashamed about it, and they yeah. don't want to reach out to family members. They don't want to admit that they're depressed to other people. They definitely don't want to show that side of them on social media. Um, and so people are, they suffer in isolation, especially in our, our social media environment where people can largely be isolated and they're disconnected through social media. And so it's, it's I think, 
depression. Actually, studies show the more social media that you engage in, the more the higher rates of depression that people have as well. But yeah, but it's really important to, to reach out to people and you don't have to suffer by yourself. People want to help you, people that care about you. There are someone out yeah. there that listen. There are, there, you know, with, with all the disconnection in the world, there's so much connection happening. And like, you know, before social media, like I didn't have really amazing friend circle and now I do. And I've met people like you because of social media and, you know, we've hung out in person a couple of times and, you know, we'll probably do it again. And we have a lot of mutual friends. So yeah, it could be both, but absolutely. Um, we're all stuck in our phones. I've always see these funny memes about tan lines in the future, like where people have the hands and the cell phone. You seen that one yet? No, I haven't. No. To be like this, and then they get up and they have all the tan lines of the arms and the phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in Arizona, where you are. Yes. Uh, so let's let's talk up a little bit about about your program, like how you work with people uh, with your Typhid, uh, your 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 company Typhid, and kind of what people could expect on your program. Yeah, so I launched a company, um, TyFit, in June 2015, which is um, right about the first time I was first on your show. Um, TyFit was developed um, to really share the truth or what I felt to be the truth about health and wellness because I feel like there's so much crappy information out there. Um, and so we have a lot of lower-end courses, courses to help you drop 15 pounds in a month. Um, we have full education courses. Um, TyFit is much more an education company than like a, a meal prep or a meal plan or an exercise and meal plan company. We deliver education so that you don't have to have a trainer, so that you can have the education for you and your family to take away and actually understand how to take care of yourself for yourself. And so it's much more education-based, but we have um, a few different programs. Um, I am coming out with another um, program on depression. Um, and then you can follow me on Facebook, Tyson James Lee. We have automated courses. I offer group coaching, um, and I offer personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, you know, right now I'm, I don't think I have one client spot, but so, you know, it's been good and I've really been moving, um, further away from that to get involved in some other projects, um, including, you know, helping more people that struggle from mental um, disorders. But yeah, so we have that. And then I, you know, I, so I offer a range of automated courses, um, and personal service. And where can people find you? Um, Facebook is a great way. Tyson James Lee. Um, I checked uh, not long ago. I believe I'm still the only one there. Um, so Tyson James Lee, I should be the first one that pops up. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Action Boss. Um, those are the only two social media channels that I play around. And fortunately, I'm actually not dependent on social media for business anymore, which is great. Um, you know, so yeah, um, that's about Typhoon. So that's facebook.com slash Tyson James Lee. You know what? Um, to be honest, if they search Tyson James Lee okay, like, because of relevancy, that's why I put my middle name in. All you have to do is search Tyson James Lee. And okay, uh, I have people from across the world do it. And as far as I know, I'm the only one on Facebook still. Okay, great. Yeah, and so what sort of changes have you seen in clients that have adopted your methods? Um, you know, well... Typhoon focuses so much on the emotional, you know, and the psychology behind it. We get a lot of long-term results, but really, um, this is not the truth, but I've got hundreds of people out there that claim that I've changed their whole life. Um, a lot of, you know, it, it is a, in, when you start learning how to take care of yourself, a lot of different things change in your life, my friends. If you are not aware of this, a lot of different things start to change in your life. Your relationships, your income, your wealth, your productivity, um, your, your peace of mind, um, a lot of things. So, you know, I've helped people lose as much as 140 pounds. Um, I helped the guy lose 140 pounds at a little over a year. Um, you know, but most most clients come to me still for weight loss. Um, you know, 
type of clients who's an average of 30 pounds of fat in uh, 12 weeks to have it to lose, um, which is remarkable. And so, yeah, um, that that's pretty much it. I know. I lost 15 pounds when I did your program yeah. also. I didn't really have that much to lose, yeah, but I'd have a ton to lose. But I lost 15 pounds. I was very dedicated to it and followed it and really enjoyed it. And Because I love your energy. I love your spirit. I love like how much you care about people and that you work in like small groups with people. It's just a really nice program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been great. I've met so many different people. I mean, every, you'll hear it from every coach, but I swear I have the best clients in the world. And that's why I come on and I'm just me everywhere because I end up attracting people that love me for me and we build great relationships. And the better relationship I can build with my clients, the better the results it's going to be. Yes. Yeah, so tell us again where we can find you and where we can learn more about your programs. Yeah, so um, www.theactionboss.com, Tyson James Lee on Facebook. T-Y-S-O-N, James Lee, L-E-E, like Bruce Lee, at The Action Boss on Instagram. And um, there's also, I run a free Facebook group. Um, you can search for it on Facebook called Thai Fit Elite Fitness. That is T-Y-F-I-T Elite Fitness. Okay, fantastic. Well, Tyson, thanks so much for coming on the show again and blessing us with your presence. Uh, I always love interviewing you. you. You're very, very educated about fitness and like the latest biohacking and you know how to hack and burn fat and all that stuff. So I love having you on to talk about that stuff. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Wendy. It's always great to catch up with you, girl. Yeah, and so next time I go to Phoenix, I'm going to come and say hi to you. I have a girlfriend from high school lives in Phoenix, so I get there every once in a while. When I go to, like, Genius Network meetings and whatnot. Nice. So I tried to hit you up last time I was there, but you were busy or something. Oh, I think I remember that, yeah. It was, it's been a crazy last year. It really has. Yeah. It's been nuts. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks so much for joining in, tuning in to today's podcast. And I have some free goodies for you guys. You can download my free Top 10 Tips of Detox, like a pro checklist at detoxforenergy.com. And I've, you know, like I said, I've worked with thousands of clients and I've distilled my top 10 tips to detox, which you can download for free at detoxforenergy.com. So check that out. And thank you so much for tuning in every week. It's such a pleasure to do this podcast. I love interviewing people, the top experts on fitness and health, detox and nutrition from around the world. And it's just really my pleasure to do this every week and help to educate you guys. And so you can learn more, uh, lots of free information on MyersDetox.com. I have hundreds of podcasts, I have hundreds of articles, lots of free stuff for you guys to learn more about taking control of your health and empowering your life through detox. So thank you as much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. I am off to the Mindshare conference tomorrow. It's JJ Virgin's event. She's got 700 influencers in the health and health celebrities and all the, the top names in health are going to be there. Dr. Mark Hyman, Ty Bollinger of The Truth About Cancer, uh, JJ Virgin herself of The Virgin Diet, uh, Pedro Shojai, you name it, Dave Asprey is usually there every year. And uh, just a great group of people. I go to meet new friends and have drinks and, and sit at the pool with, with old friends. So it's just a really great event. So excited to go. And I'll be sure and tell you guys about it next week, next week's podcast and, and the newsletter. So again, thanks for joining us and I will see you guys very soon.